thank you for this day, another day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. When it's all said and done, oh, Father God, let us be blessed. And in the process of this week, oh, Father God, let us take what we hear today and use it on our situation, our circumstances, whatever it is that we have need of. Let us carry it, oh, Father God, close to our hearts that we may be able to be blessed. And in the process of being blessed, we become highly favored in you. And it's all in the mighty matchless name of Jesus we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. This morning our scripture reading, we've already heard the scripture reading this morning. I'm going to take my time here and just cover a couple of those scriptures which I think are key to the message this morning. Amen. Thank God for Dr. Harris being here with me. And thank him for that powerful prayer that he brought forth. Amen. And if I would dub this message this morning, I would call it what the world needs. Peace. And I use uh, the word peace and I use it as an acronym. And it says... P, praying, E, every day, A, acknowledging him, God, comforter, come all that are heavy laden, and E, everything to me, he is, amen. Back in the 70s, uh, Dionne Warwick sang a song, say, what the world need now is love, sweet love. That's the only thing that there's just too little of. This morning I leave with you. What the world needs now is peace. God's peace. That's the only thing that there's just too little of. This morning I stand before you with the great concern in my heart for our nation and churches especially those who are in the household of faith, God's people. There's a great number of God's people who are literally walked away from God and have went back into the world of sin simply because they have lost all hope and there is no peace of mind to be found. Most importantly, they have left their first love Many have taken their eyes off of God, who is the maker and creator of this universe, this great universe, I should say. Many have, res many have resorted to suicide and have taken a drastic turn down the road of disbelief. Many don't even know if they still believe in the risen Savior. Many have just 
simply falling away. Many don't even know if they still believe in a risen Savior. Jesus did not leave us powerless, but he has left us with the most powerful gift besides love, and that is peace. The powerful gift known to mankind and the world at large. Question is today, what do you believe? Or do you believe in Jesus as you first accepted him as Lord of your life? Answer is found in Romans 10 and 9. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in that heart, in thine heart, that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Amen. The word spells it out for us so correctly, letting us know if we first believe, then we have to continue to believe. Even if we have to reach back into our spiritual memory and recall when we first believed, maybe it will jog our memory. Perhaps your hope of him coming has faded. Well, here's a word of comfort for you today. Proverbs 13 and 12 says, Hope deferred maketh a heart sick, but when the, when the desire cometh, it is a tree of life. In other words, one other version describes it like this. Unrelenting disappointment leaves your heart sick, but a sudden good break can turn life around. Are you with me this morning? It would do us real good if we could just get a good break that would turn things around for us. Wouldn't you agree? There's nothing in this world better than peace. You can and will possess some other things in life, but there is a peace that no man can give. Excuse me. There's a peace that no man can have. Nothing like the peace that passes all understanding. Philippians 4 and 7. Y'all pray with me. The real reason why the enemy does not want you to have that real peace is because he knows that you possess a power that is unstoppable. The revelation of that peace is that surpasses all understanding goes something like this. When you're silent, the enemy does not know what you are thinking, but the minute you open your mouth and say something contrary to what you believe is true, then that's when he goes on the attack. Amen? That's when he goes on the attack. All he wants us to do is just say something out of line, something against what the will of God is for our life, and we know what the will of God for our life is. It's first to have that peace. When he gets us out of line, 
Amen. Then he calls us to have some doubt. Contrary to our belief. While the haters are trying to figure you out, that peace that Jesus gives will leave them spellbound. Your peace is the most important thing that you have in this life. There's a fear factor that has swept the nation and the world for more than a decade. And the spirit of the adversary, the devil, has been waging war. In most cases, he's winning. From Columbine High School shooting to the World Trade Center attack. And just this past week, in Benton, Kentucky, Marshall High School shooting took place, all at the hands of some sort of terrorist. And it's happening right in front of our eyes. And the churches at large are carrying on as if it was nothing going on. But thanks be to God for a church like Good Hope Missionary Baptist who is always praying the victory. So many have gone astray and no longer believe that our report is true. But wait a minute. Wait one minute. The Bible declares in Isaiah 53 and 1, Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? The report is that even though he was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, and we hid it as if our faces from him. And he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Even though all of these things were true, Guess what? He still died for our peace. Oh, yes, he died for our peace. In fact, the scripture says to us, the chastisement of our peace was upon him. By his stripes, we are healed. Jesus reserved the entire chapter of John the 14th. To instruct, teach, and explain, to assure and reassure his disciples that he was saying to them, it's just what he say he will do. Amen. That's why we have to pray. If we pray and ask him for something, trust him. He'll do what he say he will do. If you ask anything in his name, he said in his word that he will do for us. During the course of his teaching to the disciples, three of the disciples had something to say. Those three were Thomas, Philip, and Judas not Iscariot. 
Each one had a different question or inquiry as to what should be ex they expect. Now first, let's look at what Thomas had to say. Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know? Jesus simply said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And we know Jesus was nothing but the truth. Amen? He was nothing but the truth because he was the walking truth. And he was definitely the life. He was the life that we should be living. The life that we should set as an example. Jesus did not spend a whole lot of time explaining. He just gave a short, simple answer. Then comes Philip. said, Lord, show us the Father. He is standing right in front of you, Jesus said. He's in me. <laughs> now it's Judas' turn. Judas asked the Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not the world? Because he only wanted them to know. That's why he only manifested to them. And then he would take it as we receive it and go to the world with what he has said to us. That's how it's manifested. Amen. It's good to ask questions when you don't understand. Sometimes we don't ask questions and we lean to our own understanding. Moving forward, the 14th chapter and 27th verse again says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Jesus' mission before he went to heaven was to leave us with something to keep us until he returned. And that was the gift of peace. Not only did he leave the gift of peace, he sends the comforter in the person of the Holy Spirit. And the Christian's life should reflect that priority. Because as we, as believers, are rooted in him, we should be alive in him, hidden in him, and complete in him. It is totally outside of the will of God for us to live without such a powerful gift. And that is the gift of peace. Again, I reiterate John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. The word according to Jesus is peace I leave with you. Means he left a gift of power as a weapon for us to use to fight back the powers of darkness. 
We must use this weapon to our advantage so that we can live a victorious life that was intended for us to live. I'll be finishing just a moment. Let me just digress about this victorious life. Too many of us are coming in and out of the house of God. And then becoming a victim. God fixed it so much so that you wouldn't just show up for church. He didn't just fix it so that we can just be happy once in a while. But he fixed it eternally so. That we can be victorious over anything, over everything. That comes our way. He gives us. And has given us. So much. And I believe that if the Bible was written all the way out. And everything was spoken. It wouldn't be. Where it will take us to have somebody to help us carry our Bible. But the little that we do have and that we know of, we should use that to our full advantage. And I just stopped by here this morning to tell you to use what he has given us. He's given us peace. And that peace is the type of peace that passes all understanding. And it should guard, guard our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. In my closing, here's one other way that we can maintain what he has left for us. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto him, unto you. Matthew 6 and 33. What Jesus said here is summarized in three words. First things first. When you get up in the morning, pray. That's first. In the noonday, that's second. In the evening, pray. First things first. We have to acknowledge him in all our ways, and he will direct our path. Now, I know it sounds simple. If we as a body of believers begin today, would consistently, consciously, continuously, and consistently put things first things first, it would be absolutely a transformation in our lives. Before Jesus left his disciples, he left him with these final three words. Peace, I leave with you.